Hello and welcome to Not Just About Copy, the podcast that supports small business owners, freelancers and in-house marketing professionals just like you to build their copy confidence. I'm your host and copy coach, Emma McMillan, and I'm here to help you write and communicate better. To do this, you need a few things. To know why good copy works and to write with purpose, to understand your tone of voice and your audience deeply, and confidence and sustainable writing habits so you actually take action. This podcast can help, I promise. Insightful conversations and solo coaching episodes with me will give you fresh ideas, practical tips and strategies to write better copy with more flow, confidence and fun and to ride the small business roller coaster. I acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which I record this podcast, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and honour their deep language and storytelling traditions. I pay my respect to Elders past, present and emerging. Now let's get into today's episode. I first spoke about ChatGPT back in episode 58 when it was pretty new on the scene. So here's a quick recap, but for my full breakdown, hop back into that episode. The link to it is in the show notes. Today's episode is a deeper dive into specifically how to prompt ChatGPT to get a good result. To quickly get you up to speed, ChatGPT is a language model developed by OpenAI that's capable of generating human-like text. However, while ChatGPT and other language models can help us with certain tasks when it comes to content creation, it is unlikely they'll replace the need for human writers altogether. And that's because language models are really just tools that generate text based on patterns and examples that they've been trained on. So they can't understand or interpret the meaning or context of the text they generate, and they can't think creatively or critically like a human. In terms of the types of copy ChatGPT writes best, it's better suited to content that follows some kind of formula, style, or structure, and it's less effective at creative text. But it's also important to note that the way you prompt ChatGPT will have a significant impact on the result you get, and that's exactly why I'm recording this episode for you. In today's episode, you'll learn some helpful ways that you can prompt ChatGPT for a good result. These are a mix of things I've done, things I've learned from others, and things I've researched so you don't have to. Just a quick note before I dive in that on December 5th, I'm holding the next quarterly content planning workshop. I know another quarter has rolled around again. This is a two-hour Zoom session that kicks off at 9.30 a.m. AEDT. The link to join that one is in the show notes. And as part of the ticket price, you'll get a workbook to guide you through the process and help you capture your ideas. You'll come away from this session with a clear understanding of your small business goals for the next quarter and a strategic content plan to help you move towards those goals. I'd love to see you there. So again, that link is in the show notes. So the reason I created this episode today is because I've been having lots of conversations with my clients about ChatGPT and what they're doing with it, how they're using it or the fact that some of them are not using it at all. So whilst I've got some clients who are absolutely loving ChatGPT, and especially those who find the blank page really daunting, I've got others who are really not sure how to start with it and how to get it to give a good result. So I'm interested to know which one of those uh, 
is the camp that you're sitting in at the moment. And no matter whether you're brand new to ChatGPT or whether you've been using it for quite a while, I'm sure you'll pick up something in this episode that you can try to do today. So firstly, how I'm using it and how my use of it has kind of evolved. I've started using it for some interesting kinds of things, as well as the typical first draft brainstorming kind of thing. It's like my little, um, you know, brainstorm desktop buddy. I love to use it for things like uh, subject lines, email subject lines, or naming things, or even just general kind of brainstorming. Often I don't go with any of the responses that I get, but what it does do is it at least starts the process of opening up that creative vault almost in my brain. And sometimes you might relate to this. It's only by seeing the things that you really don't like or that you don't respond to that almost gets you thinking about the things that you do. Another thing that I found it quite useful for is giving me topic suggestions for um, blogs or podcast episodes. So when I say topic suggestions, I suppose what I really mean are subtopic suggestions. So if I have a particular theme or something I want to speak about or write about, it might help to give me some different kinds of ways I could explore that particular topic, different directions I might go with it. And I don't use it to give me the information, but it's more just to help me think about what's the direction. And when I think about the purpose of the piece, where do I want it to go? And it just helps to give me lots of different ways to approach a particular topic. I'm using it still for content repurposing. So I spoke in episode uh, 58 about how I used it to take my newsletter and repurpose that as a LinkedIn post. I'm still doing a little bit of that. Um, I certainly find it more helpful to repurpose, say, LinkedIn content for Instagram, those kinds of things. But also it could be used just as well to, say, take uh, a transcript and repurpose that into a blog article, etc. So there are certain ways that I haven't quite used it for yet, but I've already got you know, ideas to take it in that direction. I've used it to generate interview questions before, Uh, not for the podcast specifically, but I was involved in a project that involved me having to interview a number of different uh, business owners. And it was really helpful to get me thinking about the sorts of questions that I might ask. It's also super handy when I'm not in the mood to write or lacking creativity. Yes, that happens to me as well. As I've mentioned before, I'm always tweaking and editing anything ChatGPT gives me, and I encourage you to do the same, but it is a good starting point. So if you take nothing else from this episode, let it be this. The prompts you give ChatGPT shape the output. So the better the prompt, the better the response. With that in mind, here are my five top tips for prompting ChatGPT, along with some practical examples of what this actually could look like. So number one, give it context and clear instructions. Context helps ChatGPT generate a more useful and relevant response. The best prompts for ChatGPT include relevant details about a particular scenario or context. You might want to include some background information, some facts, or user preferences to help personalize the output. Here's what this might look like. So if you give it a generic prompt, for example, write a social media post about current fashion trends or write a post about taking care of indoor plants, that will generate a generic response. You haven't told the tool, for example, what social media platform you're writing for. 
and you haven't given any context as to what are the specific things that you want covered. What's the context? What's the scenario? And who's the audience? So ChatGPT has nothing much to go on other than a super, super broad topic. So by adding more specific details, you'll get something much more tailored. So here are a couple of examples. You might say, instead of that generic, write a social media post about current fashion trends, you might say, write a 150 word post for LinkedIn about fashion trends in the workplace for summer. Or instead of saying, write a post about taking care of indoor plants, you might say, write a 75 word caption for Instagram about taking care of fiddle leaf figs in the heat. So you can see automatically and instantly that's going to just narrow down the topic and mean that you get a much more nuanced response rather than something super generic. So that's number one, give it context and clear instructions. Number two, give it content or reference material. So you might not realize this, but ChatGBT can't browse the internet, except if you've got um, plugins and a paid subscription. So if you want it to reference specific information, you sometimes need to provide content. So you might include content to help ChatGPT learn specific terminology for your industry, if that's relevant. You might need to share content that will help ChatGPT keep your brand tone of voice and style consistent. And ChatGPT is trained on data up to September 2021. So if you want it to learn and use a fact that comes after this date, you'll also need to provide that. So here's what this looks like in a bit more detail. When you're using ChatGPT to write for your brand, provide really clear instructions and resources. So for example, you could paste your tone of voice descriptors into the chat box or some about information uh, from your about page into the prompt chat. You could also include a sample of writing as an example of you know, what you want it to uh, recreate for you and provide some important industry-specific terminology. But a couple of hot tips for you. Number one, don't feed ChatGPT any sensitive information, whether it be related to you know personal stuff or business stuff. So anything that is super private or sensitive, don't put it into the ChatGPT. And second hot tip, fact check any information provided. ChatGPT has been known to become very creative on occasion. And so it's always worth fact checking information. Number three, give it boundaries. You need to specify constraints. So ChatGPT matches its outputs to what you actually need. So Let's get granular. How many words, characters, or sentences do you want? How many outputs or options do you want? So for example, in a prompt for writing subject lines for an email newsletter, you could ask ChatGPT for a specific number of options. You might say, give me five options or give me 10 options, but make sure that you paste the content of the newsletter or at least summarize it so the platform has something to work with when it's creating those subject lines. Number four, give it a specific format. If you're after a particular format, state it explicitly and the more specific, the better. So you might not know this, but you can actually ask ChatGPT to respond in different ways, such as bullet point form, as a paragraph, as instructions, or as any other format structure you want. So have a bit of a play around with this and just be really specific. Number five, give it a second chance. 
ChatGPT doesn't always get it right first time. There's a couple of things that you can do when this happens. So number one is you can actually edit your original prompt. If you hover over it and click edit, you can change it and then click save and submit. Or you can just re-prompt it using different words or more specific instructions to get better results. But here's a little note for you, and that is that sometimes ChatGPT has a bit of a meltdown or it gets stuck in a loop. Starting a new chat or prompt can just help to redirect that conversation. So recapping those five top tips. Number one, give it context and clear instructions. Number two, give it content or particular reference material. Number three, give it boundaries. Number four, give it a specific format. And number five, give it a second chance. A final word for you. I want you to think of ChatGPT as an idea starter or a brainstorming partner. You're way out of a blank page, if you like. But again, it's not a human replacement. The platform isn't capable of original thought, so don't rely on it for thought leadership. You'll also need to tweak and edit all ChatGPT content for accuracy and tone. But I hope you feel more comfortable and confident to use it in a helpful way to support your small business copy and content creation. Thanks for listening. I hope you loved this episode. If you did, please rate and review the podcast. That's the best way for others to find it. And I hope to see some of you at the upcoming quarterly content planning workshop. I'll be back in your ears again very soon.